high school. Uh, I ran the hurdles. Oh, I was, right. uh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Ran Junior Olympic. I did hurdles in middle school, but I was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the low height. The- that was terrible. And then I tried to do the 880, but I was, I, I was like, had asthma. It was awful. It was too far to run. Because that's like, that's like the worst running, because that's like, as fast as you can for way too long. That's the hardest race in track and field. <laughs> I know. This is awesome. Yeah, I know. They made me do that. That was horrible. It was Because awful. you probably wasn't fast enough. Because or I couldn't do anything else. Anything. I couldn't do that. I wasn't good enough to do anything That's longer. That's what it is. And I wasn't good enough to do anything shorter. So I just they just funnel you into that. They're just they like, need some points. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. Also pole vaulting, which I was also oh, terrible at. Oh, it looks fun. And I, that's why I was trying to do it, but I was terrible at it. All right. So this is, <laughs> this is season three. Episode three Where are you recording? Yeah, yeah. Of the <laughs> Fight Podcast, and I can't even get a word in edgewise, so this is going to be a good one, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're here with uh, my sensei, Joe Nolan, and a, a very special guest sensei. that I would like you to introduce. Um, we're, we're here, we're here with this is one of those guests, like, we, we, we ch- sometimes we have to chase these guests down. No. We're just talking about the Brandon, Brandon, this is, we couldn't take, we didn't catch him because he's a track and field master. Oh, man. <laughs> but, we, we often like uh, you know talk to people casually about you should be on the podcast you should be on the podcast but with Brandon I've been trying to get him on the podcast so much so that we've had other guests that he's recommended before <laughs> we could get him because you've been so busy so Brandon is yeah. a uh, is a, an artist in Nashville but also an educator in Nashville mm-hmm. and so like you just did three shows and now yeah. we finally got you to sit down because you just got a break I guess right yes so you just yeah, did yeah. a show at Vanderbilt University then right after that you did a show at Elephant Gallery mm-hmm. right after that you did a show at Lust Gallery mm-hmm. and anybody in Nashville knows like this is like all like top flight stuff all a little bit different from one another which is oh, cool yeah, yeah. but and all of your shows were different from one another mm-hmm. in all these different spaces mm-hmm. um, but but now you finally got a break uh, at least for a moment here. Yeah. 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 Somewhat of a break. <laughs> Somewhat of a break. Yeah. yeah. I have an art installation up at Rather Museum in um, at uh, Murray State University. Okay, up in Kentucky. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like file shot. When did that start? Um, two weeks ago. Oh God, man. Two weeks ago. I installed it two weeks ago. It opened last Friday. Uh, I have an artist talk next Saturday. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm still moving. I'm still okay. moving. All right. Just, you know, well, we appreciate trotting. you taking a second to sit down. And, and you have, talk you have. To us. Um, it seems like uh, basketball is a prevalent sort of uh, thing. Like you haven't even had that. Uh, what was it called? One look past. No look, sh- no look, no, no look, look past. past. Yeah, no, no, sorry, look past. no look past. Yeah, and that's up at Lust. Well, that was up at it Lust. Was. That just came down. Yeah, yeah. It was just one month, right? The one yes. Of and I was wondering, like, how how much? Because Joe, you wrote a great piece about that. Thank you. Um, you for did. Burn Away. Um, but one thing I did notice is that you Uh-oh. didn't you didn't make note of the title being a play on a particular set mm-hmm. of words relative to basketball. Yeah. So my question for you, Joe, is: Do you know anything about basketball? I, I think I mentioned <laughs> that in the in my piece that I wrote uh, about the opening of the show in the Nashville scene. I think I did mention the title. Mm-hmm. Is that possible? You did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. So, but it is a. But it, yeah. Am I right to, to understand that yeah. it's a play on No Look Pass? It is. It okay. is. Yeah, it, yeah, is yeah. it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I just I just was doing a very creative leveraging of, of taking a stab at Joe. So thanks for entertaining right. me on that. Yeah. yeah, that's a big part of what the podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so cool. so yeah, thank you for, for being here, man. <clears throat> thank uh, y'all you too. You do really uh, amazing amazing work. And wh- I guess one of the things I kind of wanted to get in, into right away is is uh, to go. Okay, how are you tied to to Nashville, and mm-hmm. what is your sort of root system here? Okay. Um, Let's see. I moved here ooh, back when I was in the 11th grade, 2000, mm-hmm. year 2000. Okay. And so I finished up, I transferred from, so I'm born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. 
Um, I moved here in the 11th grade, and um, yeah, I've been here since, but I've left and went to New York, went to Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, pr- I pretty much say that I'm a Nashvilleian now, but Memphis um, raised. Yeah, so. do, you, do you ever, um, I'm sure you're still deeply tied to Memphis too, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, my whole family tree is in Memphis. Because so here's I, the thing, if there's anything I've learned, people that are from Memphis are definitely inextricably tied forever to Memphis. Mm-hmm, there's a, there's mm-hmm. a real deep run there mm-hmm. that I'm actually quite jealous of because I, I feel like I don't have that with where I grew up yeah. necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have this... Um, where are you from? Uh, from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, originally. Okay. So, exactly, right? It's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh you came from where cigarettes come from. That's great. You know, uh, but... <laughs> no, I okay. mean... Uh, yeah, like when I was in elementary school, they, they took us on uh, field trips to the R.J. Reynolds Cigarette Factory mm-hmm. to show us how cigarettes were made when mm-hmm. we were little I tiny bet. kids. Wow. This is like weird stuff that was in the, they only happened like in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Like they would never do now. But anyway, but I, you know, I, I love Memphis though deeply and I feel that there's like a, a, a certainly an energy that runs through that place and I, f- mm-hmm. I feel like, man, if it grabs me that much and mm-hmm. I'm alien to that place, mm-hmm. ultimately I, I've only been there maybe six or seven times in my life but yeah. every time I'm there I'm like man I feel good here I feel home yeah. I, feel, I feel like this has got something very authentic going on so that's got to be something where you know you're really you know to, to not be there in that is probably tough I mean I feel the same way about like New Orleans yes, you know when exactly. I visit it's one of those cities that have that has that uh, southern charm to it mm-hmm. you know and the people really like the culture is there you feel it you know mm. so that's cool so and then you know you've been in Nashville for a minute and mm-hmm. obviously you're doing a lot of things here so that's that's really mm-hmm. cool talk yeah. a little bit about what you're up to at TSU like we were just talking about the fact that you're spending like you know the better part of your week you're on campus which is right nearby here mm-hmm. uh, so what what like what uh, talk a little bit about your 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 jobs as a as a assistant professor is that yeah, your assistant yeah yeah so okay. I'm tenure track at Tennessee State yeah good for you um, man. I've been there for this is my fourth year mm-hmm. teaching there love it you know it's a lot yeah. of a lot of a lot of good things it, it, yeah that it department me- has a big effect on the scene here in town like our scene here in town to some degree is defined by some of the uh, art institutions mm-hmm. here and, and tsu and what you guys are doing there is definitely one of them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. having like great colleagues too sam dunson mm-hmm. michael mcbride yeah you know, lakeisha moore and yeah it's just yeah these are all like heavy hitters yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah, this is like you know, I mean, Sam, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> he was my, te- you know, he was my professor. Yeah, so that's I went awesome. To Tennessee State. Yeah, 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 yeah that's something yeah, to be Tennessee proud State. of, man. You know, it's it's not only not only for you guys, but just like for like for Nashville scene, it's like you have to like. I love that we that that it's developed long enough now where it's like you can sort of see like this generation and this mm-hmm. generation, and you can see how all these all this effort that's happened over a couple of decades is like starting to turn into like yeah. this like yeah. generational like passing of the torch yeah. in any way in like, the best possible way. I mean like for example like Jay Jenkins you know mm-hmm. Woke was one of my students oh okay so yeah. like the North yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. thing is like evolved from TSU and yeah. Fisk and I'm, I'm just and that's watching. like coming out of that's coming from kids that you were teaching yeah that's you amazing know, I'm just like yeah. wow like, yeah so, yeah and there's so more. Even um, we're getting old. That's the bad part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old too, man. Something to be said though for the timing, right? I mean, to to feel like things are getting cultivated and set up to have all these people with vehicles and tools and mm-hmm. and enough history and enough uh, eye for the future mm-hmm. to make an imprint right now without it feeling like 
it's gonna happen in you know down the road yeah, because, right you know because yeah. i definitely get a sense of i mean uh there, there, I would say there, would I be wrong to say there's sort of an urgency around a lot of this from from the angle that you're coming from as far as just like uh, and I know that you've been maybe a little bit more political in the past uh, in maybe a little bit more indirectly that now which mm-hmm. I you know we're really, we're, that's probably just a an argument towards like efficacy or just what you feel like I mean sometimes it's maybe more effective to be a little bit more whatever for lack of a better term like subtle it doesn't mean you're mm-hmm. less pointed in what your thoughts are but mm-hmm, I guess I'm just mm-hmm, curious mm-hmm. about like the timing of all this uh, seems pretty pretty right yeah yeah we can't control that timing anyway That's, it's just like inevitable it's gonna happen and it's mm-hmm. beautiful to see how it's like progressing mm-hmm. um, yeah. that's a good point yeah I think we'd like to think that we're like everybody's like making the scene happen. It's like, well, everybody's trying to do that, but we, that's what they're always trying to do, you know. And it just seems like there's a certain moment right now, and there's a chance for things to break out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, especially with social media involved, we get to watch it like as it's happening, literally, like mm-hmm. photo by photo, video, you know, video by video. Um, but you know, it's it's beautiful, man. It's it's great. So I wonder if that because I mean, everything, art, whatever you're doing, anything creative everything's it requires um iterations and feedback you know mm-hmm. you have to sort of make stuff do stuff find out what feels good or what communicates or what how things are received or understood or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and then you kind of get this sort of feedback and then you kind of modulate or not or you know a- act in defiance of it or whatever mm-hmm. you're, you're making some choice based on that on that feedback mm-hmm. but it seems like now based on like kind of exactly what you're saying like where the feedback loop now is so tight and so immediate that it's creating more iterations for things to uh, be more responsive and iterative. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you're seeing? in a way? In a way, it's just it's very instant. You know, um, yeah, it's very instant. We get to watch it grow as it as it happens. So, and then where where do you feel like that that's like hurting things possibly, or maybe taking away from things? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say uh, value, value, um, patience. I think we want things to happen so immediately mm-hmm. when, when, when really like, for example, like when you're, you know, you're on uh, social media and you see so much success, but you don't really see all the failures too, you know? And I think that's something that's like left behind and very, very important in, mm-hmm. in, 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 in like any process. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of, you know, a lot of screw ups, a lot of mess ups, you know, but you, you just, you know, you just yeah. see the success, you see the championship at the end, you know. But, yeah. 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 That'd be funny to see like a, if somebody put a show together that was like the best artists, just half baked failures that are unfinished work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be good. Well, I mean, it, ma- it makes me, it's funny because I think about so many, so many like, there's so many ways that people are trying to use different social media to sort of create this this sort of like inside um, perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm having a hard time talking here, but like basically like oh you know when you're you're gonna see my process for real kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like what? Um, like, like for example, like like um like what? Like uh, maybe. Uh, you know, subscribe to my my uh, my website, and then you're going to get access to private YouTube videos or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. That'll be like the inside scoop on what I'm doing that mm-hmm. I, that normal that the regular people don't get to see or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how much of that content actually ends up 
even coming close to Devin's, it says it's is it still like perfected or do people actually show you like the real the real thing, thing which is yeah. like me just like not working all day like me just like not finishing this work yeah, for pro- days on end because i just and- don't know what to do or or whatever yeah crying in the shower <laughs> whatever it is i mean whatever it is but like you say it inevitably is is going to be Full of like false stops and false starts. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. false stops too. Mm-hmm. False stops. <laughs> <laughs> should have stopped. Should have started. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but like you know that ju- just like is how just how much you know. I, I just wondered like to what degree any of that ever gets seen. So I'm just kind of yeah. I'm just trying to like riff on what you're talking about. Of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, people they they want to put out this idealized image or whatever, or just it's just the human nature of like I'm going to share the thing I'm excited about mm-hmm, versus mm-hmm. failed again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think also like criticism too like uh-huh. is lack of like harsh criticism, and then, you know we're afraid of it. We 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 I think we want to be loved, mm-hmm. you know, essentially in what yeah. we do, and you know, and and, that, and and so the opposite of that is like, do we want to be hated? for some things uh-huh. too and you know and that's a whole another debate uh-huh. but uh yeah 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 i think i think i thought about that often too thinking about like a different platform to show failures only mm-hmm. like i mean yeah i mean there I like are youtube this. videos which is fail you know they already got that <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be funny to see like artists failing in like boring ways mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. isn't a skateboard face plant this mm-hmm. is just a bad drawing yeah <laughs> oh i think about uh, john balasari when he when he did the um you know this is a uh you know this is not what did he 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 said something over and over again um uh, this is not a drawing or this is not um uh, it was like a plan that this is not a pipe thing. No, no, uh, John Baldessari. He made he made a series of. Uh, oh, I feel bad for not remembering. Yeah. Like, he's done so much stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I can't think of individual projects. So I know he, he like cremated a lot of his drawings from, from his earlier part of his life, uh-huh. and then called that art. Oh, he he wrote this is not art. Uh huh. This is not art over and over and over uh-huh. and over again. In the process of of him writing, this is not art. Uh-huh. Was this? You, you know the whole thing. So like, yeah. what, is, what is the process? What, right. What do you? How long does it take? Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I mean, the, the whole, and also, too, I mean, just generally, like, nowadays, it's like, there are a lot more artists who are, well, I don't know if there's a lot more, but it, it does seem to be a little bit more of a thing where you're seeing artists who are, like, you know, painters who, obviously, their painting practice is, you go see one of their shows, and it's, like, 50 small paintings, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. like, and they're all kind of the same but they're also kind of different or whatever it just seems like weirdly unfocused and stuff and it's because it is because like their whole thing is just I just paint every day Mm -hmm, I paint I paint mm -hmm, I paint mm -hmm. things come and go I just do what I do and and it's not I'm not even trying to make the perfect painting in that way that other painters might you know what I mean so I felt that way when I was airbrushing and that's Mm -hmm. what led to the R.I.P. series is that um, so I started airbrushing when I was 14 and that was that that was the show you did at uh, at, at, uh, Elephant at Elephant Elephant and that was this summer basically is it that was right? last uh april last april last april well, this last april then. this past like, april, okay, april yeah. 2018 mm-hmm, yeah 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 mm-hmm. okay. so, <laughs> like, i so, was there not that long ago. yeah yeah it seemed like forever but yeah, yeah no time. i was dealing with that same question like so I, I was a part of this process of airbrushing and doing custom designs for people um and i got bored i got burnt out mm-hmm. and i and i felt like i couldn't improve skill wise like mm-hmm. i had a skill set that i could do i could produce but I was like, I'm bored. This, mm. you know, this shit is very repetitive, and mm. um, and so 
here it is like 15 years later you know I'm like oh wait I airbrushed too <laughs> you know yeah, like I forgot I that, that I that skill set yeah. yeah so I figured well what does that even mean now how could I re, re you know approach this medium and, mm-hmm. and, and use it for what it is and, and do like, like conceptual art with yeah, it. I was yeah. like hey you know I painted a bunch of people that passed away over and over again and I remember mm-hmm. how emotional I felt doing it boom mm-hmm. boom that's 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 something I can attack now mm-hmm. like instead of just doing the same thing why did I do that same thing over and again uh-huh. why do people want to decorate and customize mm-hmm. themselves with you know their loved ones and past ones you know so yeah it's almost like some weird um, almost like a, I'm not gonna say like caveman type thing but like a really primitive like the way that we deal with death and the way that we deal yeah. with our tribes or our families mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or whatever there's something I mean obviously going back to Egypt and then prior yeah but you know it's like yeah it's old it's yeah, yeah. it's just like this is just a, yeah uh, I suppose like another way of doing that but but you got to the point though where you started putting like there's sort of a layer of uh, kind of in between now in terms of just um, found objects mm-hmm. so you know does that does that distill things or does that make like you don't have this the same association of the the object or the sentiment or mm-hmm. is it something where it just broadens the vocabulary of what you're able to sort of say or yeah. like is that kind of more I'm looking at it more like I'm customizing things mm. you know like I, I customize whether I'm like finding found objects and transforming them or taking a t-shirt which is an object or a fabric which is an object and just painting on it like mm-hmm. I think it's, just, it's about like just customizing mm-hmm. taking something that already exists and transforming it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sort of in a decorative way uh-huh. sometimes so yeah. really it's, it's it's creating something sacred out of the ordinary you can say yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. well those shirts you know the, the pieces in the in the R.I.P. show I mean I would say and even the aesthetic of you know airbrushed t-shirts I mean mm-hmm. that's absolutely decorative fashionable mm-hmm. whole the, everything about it but the cool thing about that show is you were basically every one of those pieces was memorializing someone who had been killed by gun violence in middle Tennessee yes, right yes, so it yes. was like the most serious kind of context mm-hmm. with the most mundane sort of uh, aesthetics yeah. and that's kind of the thing that I feel like you're that's a big huge thing about what you do is like you're able to combine like this real real like fine art level thinking Mm -hmm. with you know thrown away recycled materials turned into uh, you know objects and paintings and sculptures you know that sort of fall between there and are able to do all these things it's funny you said fine art thinking Mm. I'm I'm trying to get get away from that (laughs) at this point too like I mean I went to graduate school I got Uh the education but I'm 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 unlearning some things Mm mm-hmm in a positive way. I guess what way I mean by that is, like, like I was saying, is just that you've you've got the understanding to put something like that in a conceptual framework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that you know, obviously, lots of people who who know how to airbrush mm-hmm. aren't thinking about it as being something that could even go to that place. Probably, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just mm-hmm. saying that you've okay, got okay. both of those perspectives. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep evolving, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I just want to. Yeah, I want to break yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there is an unlearning, and I know that there's a limitation to sort of academic thinking and yeah, whatnot yeah, yeah. Um, but, good to, but good to learn good to unlearn yeah, yeah. oh yeah and oh, I yeah. think too the year, I mean you show that like okay there's this all right, so we just talked about that's the RIP show we can keep mm-hmm. talking about that if you want mm-hmm. but the show at, at Vanderbilt was very different from that and mm-hmm. the show at Lusk was very different from those mm-hmm. you know what I mm-hmm. mean mm-hmm. and so when you're are you sitting back going I gotta do three shows in one year in Nashville nah, nah. and I'm gonna do this 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 nah. you're just like okay do this show yeah I'm here's it here it is <laughs> man it's, 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 yeah I'm just like trusting I'm, I, don't, I don't know it's 
I don't know. I believe in like just li- like okay. I have faith in what I could do. Mm-hmm. I, tr- I trust myself enough to work. Yeah, I could produce, but I don't want that much control. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to let go and let and and let the elements take take in. Uh-huh. Like I know I have three shows lined up, but like and you know you're gonna get it done. Oh, you know you're gonna oh, nail it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't. I don't want to put more pressure on myself overthinking it and just yeah. like you don't get, you don't want to get yourself back in the position that you were in where you're just like man I'm bored and I'm just hyper producing <laughs> for the sake of you producing. know so yeah there's it's that. easy to happen like that yeah it's, and then being an artist like what do you like how can you I feel like I'm most creative when I'm more relaxed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. if I'm putting more pressure on myself how Some can people I are not like that be, okay okay you know what I mean we're good for them I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be relaxed some people, need to, <laughs> some people need to be upset <laughs> true 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 yeah there is yeah but but I think you have to be open to be upset you have to listen like understand what's happening and then you respond you re, you know you re- respond mm-hmm. yeah and that may be an anger yeah, or yeah. you know you know it's what I'm saying like, it's, it's kind of like every singer songwriter like when, any singer songwriter that you know when the, like they're in some long term relationship you kind of know them right and then yeah. you, you know that they just broke up with their long term whatever comes the double mm-hmm. album mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which is valid but I'm just saying you know why did you leave me <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can appreciate what you're saying where it's, it's like uh, to be at a place of some sort of stillness to be taken into the tides of whatever is most natural or what is most uh, earnest about, you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel I feel that but it's I think a lot of people though would say that it's hard for them to be um, open and re- remain sort of a conduit for things mm-hmm. and still figure out how to like make decisions or decide when something's done mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, to commit mm-hmm. to getting a certain amount of work done that's it. or you that's know it. I feel like that there's the rub there for probably a lot of people that's it uh, yeah. but it seems like you've got it down pat so nah nah, <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't so so why don't you have like 10 shows you know let's do that yeah, come on. Come on. Nah. <laughs> I can't nah. believe you already have another one. That's insane. I know you've got more to say. Another one, too. Let me ask you this. Another thing I... Like, okay, so you're not you're not sort of looking ahead at this busy schedule and planning the whole thing out. But another thing I would ask you, especially if you're sort of into this idea of being just sort of open and being able to adapt and be flexible, how much of, like, what you might do for an upcoming show is just based on the materials that you might have collected since the last show? I mean, does that dictate it a lot? Because you're not somebody who's like stretching canvases. I mean, you do some painting and things like that, but ultimately a lot of your stuff, is it predicated by what you got and what you have in terms of ideas to deal with it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Like I try not to... spend any money on on materials yeah. as much I try to work with what that's I have that's a cool rule it's a cool rule <laughs> you to know? be like I can't buy this stuff I have to just take what and I that, can glean that keeps me working that keeps yeah. me working if I can't buy anything then, then you know it also keeps it honest about like this is a, a sincere product of my actual living environment yeah. mm-hmm. you yeah. know it's, it's yeah. not like uh, some contrivance of like I need a colonnade and I need a <laughs> yeah. you know or whatever like things that, whatever I need <laughs> gilded which is like intentional <laughs> it's intentional if that's what you but uh, I, yeah. I just work with what I have and I just so happen to have an eye for basketballs <laughs> I know where to find them uh, there's one on the I know, I know where the basketballs you're, you're a basketball whisperer yeah, <laughs> yes, man. do you have a way to get them off of the roof of say like a you know like a story and a half tall warehouse because there's one right behind my house yeah your drone your drone (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna drone it because I've been seeing this basketball on the roof every day for about six months it's just a regular old basketball it's starting to drive me a little crazy I kind of like the red white and blue ones what does that say (laughs) yeah yeah, this one's uh, it's blue and black it's uh, Mm, it's kind of cool Uh, so do you ever find like really good basketballs you're like I'm keeping this one (laughs) 
Man, I, I, nah, nah, I just, yeah, yeah. I, I found them. Uh-huh. I did get a list of uh, all the high schools in Tennessee. So I just, I, just, I just emailed every basketball coach in the state. Yeah? And yeah, my wow. email's blowing up, man. So. Wow. And you just said if you have old basketballs you want to get rid of, I sent out, I'll make yeah, you Yep. I said, cool. I said, want it, worn basketballs. And I yeah. got like seven or eight emails. Hey, come get them. But they're all across the state, so I have to like oh. plan out when to go to. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, you route. Yeah, yeah, so like I'm gonna go up. You're gonna go do your talk in Kentucky. You're gonna hit a couple high schools on the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I gotta get smarter about how I, you know, because like yeah. there's a limited. I mean, unless I start stealing basketballs, you know, mm. out of people's yards and stuff. But like, you know, <laughs> if that's what I'm gonna make, I have to like yeah. plan out accordingly. How yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, so. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's for a special show. But uh, but yeah, and then you know, like the things that you're like, what what's on your mind as far you know, obviously like when you're talking about you know, um, um you know, uh, police brutality mm-hmm. and people that are getting shot, you mm-hmm. know, like, are, is there anything that's been sort of a, a spark for that? That's been, pre- I mean, obviously it's prevalent, right? But mm-hmm. I mean, is there something really close to you that has like sort of ignited that or something that you just responded to particularly? Like in terms of making work? I guess in terms just, of like your experience, right? Like, Oh uh, man, it's, 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 it's a reality, you, man. I guess, I, I guess I my, my question is more like sort of, of course it's a reality, right? Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. not questioning that at all. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is like, what, where would you turn the corner to say, is it something where you just felt like a native responsibility because you're already communicating as an artist? So I, I need to say something about these things or is it something where there was a specific, uh, either an encounter that you had or that somebody close to you had or some national event or was there something that just specifically tipped the scales to be like, nope, I've got to like, I've got to put all I've got into this to say this right now. Yeah, okay, okay, so for example, in my classes, um, you know, I give assignments, um, like basic sort of broad design concepts, but I'll give them themes. I'll say, you know, like, um, choose something personal, you know, and so what we'll talk about in our critiques are issues based around this. And uh, it's majority, you know, like African-American at Tennessee State, so like the conversation, like, so like the dialogue is like, it's so rich. And when it comes to me talking about my personal work and my experiences, it's like, um, I mean, you know, born and raised in Memphis, like there was a fear of uh, of the police, like of knowing that, that that the police was not there to help you, like mm. you 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 were you you took care of your own community, even though there was like violence within our own community, we it was still this thing where you stayed to yourself and you worked with each other. Um, so like, so back to the whole reality thing, I think like what's happening is nothing new. It's just like the conversation is getting a little bit louder um, and you can't ignore it. And me being in a position as an instructor um, at Tennessee State, like to be able to like give my experience to the students and to be able to talk about it, it's like, it's 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 a little bit therapeutic because I get to hear from them, they get to hear from me. Um, yeah, and it's a constant learning about it, but. Well, yeah, I mean. Does that answer, like is that kind of getting. To an extent, yeah. Extent? I, just, I mean, I if, if, if you were to say like, you know, I had a family member that, you know, this happened, or mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure that you've had all kinds of grading, seen, gradients of that experience. But I didn't know if mm-hmm. there was something explosive or something really sincere, uh, yeah. uh, or just something, a singular event of some kind, or you know, something. There's a lot, thing. but I, I, yeah. I don't think I could recall it. Just like it's right an off accumulation. The spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. only. I mean, obviously, I can only uh, you know imagine. But I mean, you know, I I know that Memphis has more police per capita than anywhere else in the country. It mm. is like it is. A very strange. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. It's there, there's mo- it's more dense with cops than anywhere else in the country. Hmm. Yeah. Did I was you, there two weeks ago for Paint Memphis, and yeah, I, I saw a lot. But um, 
It used to be the murder capital of the of the of the country mm-hmm. uh, back in the nineties when yeah. I was growing up. Yeah, yeah, and that was scary to think about. What like, is it? What is it? I mean, because like when I was growing up as a kid I, in Detroit, mm-hmm. Detroit was the murder capital. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've always found, <laughs> but I've always found like places like to me, it's like places like Detroit and Memphis. It's like these places that struggle. Like obviously, if you're the murder capital, yeah. there's struggle here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, why is it too that a place like Detroit is a place where? Even as somebody who left, I mean, I've been in Tennessee for 25 years, yeah. but I still fucking love Detroit. Yeah, you know I've thought what about I mean? That. <laughs> you know, I thought about why that. Why is it that if you're from one of these it's struggling like places that you're yeah. like, you're, yeah, it's like, it's like you, you root for the lions long enough, you just can never Man, escape. <laughs> I thought about that. I thought about that, and I linked it. I linked yeah. it to 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 the blues, uh-huh. oh, to yeah. um, like blue collar cities mm-hmm. and barbecue and like. Um, I don't know. Like those things link me to this yeah. feeling that we're, we're talking about right Memphis here. Memphis has better barbecue than Detroit. Ah, oh, yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! But like those industries that like gave a lot of labor, and then mm. like when they you know shut down and people get mm. you know lose jobs. I mean mm. that that's a big part of it. Obviously. Big part. And then the blues. Like I mm. I've been studying like the blues a little bit like a lot lately. Mm. So I grew up around the blues, and my mom would play it every Saturday, and I hated mm. that shit. Like she just turned it on. Because <laughs> you have to hate whatever your parents are doing. Come on, man, you got to. And but, but as an adult, like now I feel it. Like, like so yeah. now I understand like the color blue, like why it's called the blues, and what what that meant to the culture, like mm. the city, the the region. Mm. And then I thought about the violence. I thought about like what rap is to now, like mm. in in like you know like in the south, and like it carries on a lot of that tradition and just mm-hmm. I don't know man it's all it's, it's, it's all linked in man mm-hmm. it's right. interesting so. too because there's obviously all these connections between places like Detroit where so many people you know the great migration, migration stuff. Yeah. so many folks who came from places like Memphis that music came up into Chicago and Detroit you oh, know yeah. what I mean oh, so yeah. it's like oh, yeah. there really is a visceral connection between mm-hmm. places oh, and like the that river. too and the river the river yeah, yeah. transportation powerful force mm-hmm. powerful force mm-hmm. mm. Uh, yeah. something where it's, there's no matter what that's the thing that's larger than everybody mm. that, that is omnipresent beyond that's not in the spiritual realm but right? water, like, the water yeah like just, just it's right there and it's massive yeah. and it can take you over at any time yeah uh, so the, there's that factor too by the way uh, quick barbecue uh, inquiry here <laughs> I'm starving no, just yeah. thinking about it. No, just <laughs> no. um, what is the name of that place I think it's um, in Memphis, yeah, but there's a, there's a place that has the spaghetti barbecue. I want to know what your thoughts are on spaghetti barbecue. Spaghetti barbecue. Do you even know what this is about? In Memphis, no, no, no. I've had spaghetti barbecue. Okay, I love spaghetti barbecue. Okay, but I, I don't know what, what Central I, or I think it's like in Midtown. Uh, huh. But anyway, that's the best food because you can get you get the spaghetti barbecue mm-hmm. and then you get the ribs and then you just eat it all uh-huh. and just shove it in your face yeah <laughs> and it's it's when, the most decadent yeah oh I got a question for you guys so when I moved here <laughs> so when I moved to Nashville <laughs> fish and spaghetti do you guys eat fish and spaghetti together I've never had that like is that like a could you get that at Bolton's or anything like that probably yeah, that's, yeah. I mean like I've like How I like the noodles but I don't know. Just plain noodles? I used to get spaghetti. No, like, ba- you know, Bailey and Kato's, they used to be in in uh, in uh, uh, Riverside Park. I mean, Riverside uh, Village there in East Nashville. Okay. Like over by Mitchell Deli and all that stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then they know. moved to, I don't know if they moved, but they always had this location, but there is a location now that's in Madison, right? Okay. But they used to have uh, spaghetti all the time. with yeah. their. That was one of their sides with their barbecue all the time. But see, and I'd always get it. Ooh, you said spaghetti <laughs> as a side, though. Yeah. Some yeah, people yeah. think it's a meal. Some people think it's the main course, uh-huh. but it can be a 
side too you know <laughs> but, so I grew up on fish and spaghetti and uh-huh. when I moved to Nashville it was like people putting mustard so, on fish and, and, yeah, see, and that's doing what, all that's, that's like, what, what is that about like mustard and onions <laughs> what is that about so, so how did yeah. you so when you were having fish and spaghetti how did that go like uh, like fried fish yeah, fry fish. Okay. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. catfish, or what would it catfish, be? Catfish, whitening, whitening. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that, and then a side of spaghetti. Side of spaghetti and uh-huh. some baked beans. What's the spaghetti got on it? Tomato uh, sauce. Yeah, tomato sauce and, and the pasta. Straight up it's spaghetti. Just, yeah, just yeah, spaghetti yeah, yeah. Mixed in. You don't yeah. you don't pour the sauce on top of the noodles. You you, you, you make it and yeah, and yeah. that together. <laughs> that's more like yeah, that's yeah. more like I mean that's more authentic to like actual Italians do that too. You yeah, know? it's yeah, only yeah, like like Italian Americans who just dump the sauce on. Coleslaw and baked beans, man. Yeah, yeah, that's good yeah i like uh uh what is it like um uh there's like sometimes i have i guess it's just black no there's not it's not it's like what are the it's not baked beans but it's like the um they're like i guess they're just like boston beans maybe maybe they're like um there's a lot of different kinds of beans yeah there's this one place (laughs) maybe i'm thinking of uh maybe it's like some place that that has like a that that salad with like black eyed peas in it Mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about but Mm -hmm. they're like like lima beans and stuff yeah 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 it's like a little mixed up Uh, but anyway and then you get that like you get that vinegar with like the little peppers in it and dump it on there oh i don't don't, don't i'm just gonna i'm just gonna Uh, say that like look also cornbread you gotta have cornbread with all this i love memphis you know Nashville's pretty, pretty good but you guys don't know barbecue North Carolina central North Carolina <laughs> don't, don't go there man with that, with that uh, I think it's like a mustard base no no it's the vinegar the vinegar, vinegar the yellow the golden no 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 no, North no, Carolina. I, I, here's the thing. I'm already understanding that you hate anything mustard based. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon does not like not, mustard, <laughs> and this is not what's going on. Brandon doesn't know we've put mustard Brandon's on his sandwich. Uh, Brandon's uh, next piece is going to be a 35 uh, foot no, mustard. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, uh, no. So it's it's red pepper vinegar based. Okay. Hickory smoke. Yeah, pork. just like tangy, but not sa- saucy sweet. It's not. Okay. All, it's yeah. not. All, yeah, it's not thick. I went yeah. to Columbia and had some barbecue and it was yellow like mm. I, it was golden <clears throat> golden okay. barbecue sauce and I had it it was kind and that was of a mustard thing sweet. right yeah yeah yeah. yeah this, didn't like it do you it's, like um, it's very specific to like central North Carolina you can go to western okay. North Carolina it's a little bit different you go to eastern North Carolina it starts to get a little bit different and they all hate like, each other and then, yeah, <laughs> great wars will break out the great wars sure. the great no, mustard but, war <laughs> but, 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 but the whole point is that the slaw that, that the slaw that's on the sandwich mm. and it's chopped real fine not on the side you have to get a chopped barbecue sandwich with the chopped slaw and the slaw also has the uh, red pepper vinegar in mm. it and that's and you get mm. hush puppies with it mm. 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 Okay. I like the hush puppies so now we're talking <laughs> so we'll, the or there's that white sauce in Alabama right and you can get that at like Hog Heaven right over there by in Centennial Park oh, yeah, I never, never had it I've there's a place in Centennial yeah, yeah. Park you know Hog Heaven uh-huh. so you, if you go there they'll <laughs> right give behind you, McDonald's yeah, yeah, give you yeah, the, yeah and yeah. they have the white sauce there you should try it it's good <laughs> okay. spicy spicy okay <laughs> so like in terms of your in terms of like the <laughs> Uh, the blues. What what is like? What's getting your ears right now? Like what's what's working? Uh, just the instruments. Um, I say BB King, man. Of course, obviously, uh, Bobby Blue Bland. Um, man, I know he's not. A, I wouldn't say Bobby Womack. I mean, it's not necessarily blues, but like I, I've been I've been on that lately, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my so my so my uh, father passed away um, back in April too. I mm, recently met him a few years ago. Yeah, but I. Um, he was a singer with uh, Isaac Hayes. Um, and, uh, Your dad and was? Just, yeah, wow. yeah. I, so I met him later. I met him when I was about 23 for the first time. And mm-hmm. um, uh, he was 40. My mom was 25. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he had already had a few kids, and they, they split up after they had me. But mm-hmm. So 
so then so then my stepdad adopted me so donahue so i grew up thinking that my stepdad was my real dad mm-hmm. until you know those questions started asking up you know mm-hmm. started popping up so when i went to go meet him you know i knocked on the door i found you know i found him through my grandma my grandmama said he lived around the corner <laughs> like how do you live so close <laughs> well you know i've never met you but uh yeah, i met him man it was my twin and uh wow. he showed me pictures he was a musician um yeah, so like, you know, learning about that history and how close it was, you know, yeah. in the city of Memphis. And so, um, yeah, it just always interests me more about like how tied like visual art is to music uh-huh. and, and the link. So, yeah. So how do you think this is going to how, how is this working now with what your latest dive is? Like, do you know, even I guess based on your sort of the way that you work, you're just sort of availing yourself to it. And then something's well, I used to sing, you know, and I was in the uh, jazz band oh. when I was in uh, middle school. Mm. What did so, you play? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, you're so talented. <laughs> yeah. I played the drums in <laughs> oh, church. Cool. I played the drums. I played the nice. keyboard. Um, played that's by ear. Cool. I did. Yeah. But I just didn't. I kind of got into sports and that's yeah. what that's what led to another thing, you know, but um, what was yeah. your primary sport? Uh, track and field. Okay. Here we go. Track and yeah, field. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> what about basketball? Yeah, I played basketball in high school. Uh, played in a lot of street parks. Point guard. Uh, man, I just played pickup. Man, I was good. Yeah, I could jump. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be Vince Carter when I was. Young, so. <laughs> man, I actually just recently went back. I don't know what compelled me to do this, but I, I went on YouTube and I found. I think what was it like the '92 Olympic team. Mm-hmm whatever it was the dream team or? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I was watching some of that and then I went and started watching the other when when, uh, when Vince was when, when he, he jumped over that guy when he jumped over that guy and, it's, <laughs> and this you, you know about this Joe uh-huh. so Vince, Vince Carter in the Olympics jumped not like over kind of like literally, <laughs> literally. jumped over a seven footer in the Olympics, and the, the best thing about it is not just that he did that, but just Gary Payton's response and the background, his reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. And the, Gary Payton was a very outgoing uh, mm-hmm. guard, played for the Sonics, R.I.P. Sonics. Um, <laughs> but uh, but man, he he literally like, and this is I, that was what two thousand two thousand two thousand yeah yeah. And so the thing about that is so funny is that how times have changed because I remember when that happened. Mm-hmm. And just seeing news reports come out it was, on the internet, and, and nobody, because you weren't, it was like tele, it was taped delay or whatever, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so nobody was watching it, mm-hmm. no one. Um, and and then uh, you started seeing like news reports coming out, and so you, you got to just sort of read about yeah. what people's accounts were that were there of what happened. You're like, you gotta be fucking kidding yeah, me yeah, like, until like the next day or something and, right and then all of a sudden you you know you finally find like this grainy you know like pixelated tiny little <laughs> video that you have to wait like an hour to download to like and get the, real like, player yeah, right. <laughs> yeah exactly real player Man. and then you see you know it was such an interesting way to digest like this happening like this mm-hmm. unbelievable inhuman uh just superhuman uh uh feet feet yeah, that yeah. he, did, he but, jumped clean over him and notice that you said that guy we don't know who that guy. Like we could, we could like look him up, but like we remember Vince. So it's yeah. like I think he was seven foot one. The guy he jumped over. The guy who jumped. He jumped over, <laughs> the like, guy. Yeah. Yeah. The obstacle. Who else was, like, was Garnett on that? Garnett and uh, Vin Baker. They were yeah, they were Baker. all celebrating. They were like this. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, it's you go look it up if you on YouTube. Just look up uh, Vince Carter jump over a guy. Jump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you look, just look up Vince Carter dunk, you'll, you'll even if you get It'll on the wrong up. stuff you'll find it It'll pop and up, you'll man. be amazed all the way through it but you know I, I grew up in Central North Carolina so I grew up in basketball country so I mean I grew up watching Tim Duncan play and yep. Vince, you know, all of that all those guys. Muggsy Bogues you know I, I came up in that 
that time and I feel like that the golden era of basketball is behind us now like I feel what? like I'm telling you I what? think it's done <laughs> I'm telling you I think it's done what? because here's the thing like right now okay and maybe this is you know can I offer you a short white man's perspective go ahead, <laughs> hey, hey, go ahead. you already started go ahead <laughs> let's go <laughs> It used to be uh. that people that kind of vaguely resembled something that I could identify with mm-hmm. could compete. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a superhuman athlete now. Same thing in football, everything. Like Pete, the, the level of of what is going on now is so good that it's alien to me. Mm. You know, like mm. like back when I was coming up, it was like, well, I mean, Mark Price can hang with these guys <laughs> on the Cavaliers. You know what I mean? Like these, yeah. these guys that look like they sell insurance somehow could still play yeah. with Michael Jordan, uh, yeah. you know, Steve Kerr, or, you know, like, like people like that. So um, more and more, or let's just say less and less, yeah. like, I just feel like the, there, there was such a, I feel like there was something more dynamic about, because I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, well, you know, Jordan's best teams couldn't hang with the best teams of today. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and you know, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, Jordan, Jordan was, you know, stacked. He had all these guys around him. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Luke Longley? Mm-hmm. You know, like Bill Cartwright? <laughs> like there's a, I mean, plenty of good players, whatever, yeah. but like people that wouldn't even make a team now. Mm-hmm. You know, that he, is what he had. So anyway, I just I don't well, know. see the rules have changed. The speed has changed. Yeah, I think we're we're, we're I, think, I, I think we want more athleticism to watch. Like I mm-hmm. think like we couldn't watch John Paxson yeah. run up and down for like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could if he was like a Steve Nash. Like Steve Nash is, was impressive mm-hmm. too. Like he yeah. was he was a showman. Yeah, um, Stockton and Malone and all mm-hmm. those. I miss his uh, Jason Williams. Jason, yeah, white chocolate, king, white yeah. chocolate, man. Those Kings games. See, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Webber, Vlade. It was the most poetic basketball. Like, it was mm. I, what it was was they were a team that were artists. They mm-hmm. were performers, mm-hmm. and they didn't. They wanted to win, but they wanted to like please themselves almost like first yeah. about like what yeah. how they were rolling. And they would sometimes blow games that were really critical by mm-hmm. kind of mental breakdowns yeah. and yeah. just being temperamental and getting you know. So, but they were the one of the most fun teams to watch. Ticket ever. sales, I think their tickets were like the ticket sales were, were rising up because of yeah. their showmanship. Yeah. They, they gave the, the crowd Sacramento small market oh, team that was man. just running the game. It was mm-hmm. incredible. You see how tough it is to be on the West Coast, you know, with L.A. the Clippers and the Lakers and the, yeah. you know, well the Clippers back then were nothing. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's so weird how like the Clippers are actually like halfway decent, and then. I, st- I still think it's weird that the New England Patriots football team is good because I, I grew up when like I that was I used to make mm-hmm. fun of my stepdad being from Boston all the time like your team's a joke uh, and mm-hmm. now they've won like 120 Super Bowls or whatever but yeah. anyway, my point is just that, like basketball of course it's I mean you you know the level of what's going on now is amazing mm-hmm. but I, for whatever reason I don't find it as interesting to watch because everything's just gotten so good you're getting older man and here's the other thing here's the other thing you can't fight anymore. I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see people come. If you, I like the mentality. I come from the the game of like, if you come in the lane, yeah, you're gonna earn that shot. You're, you're gonna pay for it. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna get lambeard. You talk about the bad boys now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <B-twi>. But, like, <laughs> but I mean, but I feel like the if you if you extrapolate that, <laughs> right, if you look at culture in general, that's the, the sort of. Uh, uh, Hmm. Pa- the padding of everything hmm. and the safetyifying of mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is pervasive at all. Mm. Like if you're an artist, you can't. There's certain things that you can't say. 
you know, uh, or you're going to have to endure some consequences, which Joe, for as good you know, I, for, I have run into that problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like I've read about you. I've, I've, I've seen, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seen. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I do cause some problems sometimes, but, um, but I'm just saying what I'm just asking questions, man. Yeah. 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 Just asking so, questions, but, but subversive, but, yeah. but I feel like the, the, everything has gotten so soft. Like and if you, football, you can't touch the quarterback anymore. You can't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like so even the hardest, most sort of manliest whatever things. That's I think I think that's why I like f- the fight game so much because I feel like it's like one of the last things that has. Um, Dude, there's no way you can take the contact out of it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, or just the absolute compression of real competition yeah. and mm-hmm. and and you know uh, being able to like be a force of will mm-hmm. you know because I, I feel like the, you know again like back to basketball like back in those days people that weren't as good could will themselves or find other ways to win whether That's, through yeah. like playing strategy or smarts or some you know, there'd just be these eclipses or moments of things that happened that yeah. like now everything's at such a, a, a threshold of skill and, and yeah. dynamism that it's like that's not going to happen anymore so in, in the mm. fight game you know I feel like that that's the last place where like honest Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, obviously everybody's very high level, but you still get in these situations. Like, you know, Derek Lewis is now going to fight Daniel Cormier, yeah, that's, that's crazy. which is completely bonkers. Uh, well, let me hop in here and say, too, yeah, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think also, like, the, the average, the years that the average player plays is shortening, too. Hmm. You know, because you have to perform at such a high level, like your body, you still have that same body that you were born with. Like, mm-hmm. so like maybe that, I mean, I don't know, a lot of that's linked to of what we expect of humans. Yeah, like how, a, how long can you play at this performance? Like right. those guys play, you know, shit, like 17, 18 yeah. years, seasons, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but like now, now it's, it's like 12. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Malone was like 59. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you're bringing up those guys. That's funny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, actually any, any, any player named Malone <laughs> but they, they Moses, I was going to say that that I feel like we um I've 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 sort of not been that interested in pro sports for a long time hmm. for these reasons that it's like hmm. I like watching college players because just because it's more like it's like there's more chance that crazy fun shit's going to happen mm-hmm. because they'll make because they'll actually make mistakes yeah. you know and yeah. in the pro thing it's like they do not make it's just so fucking tight and perfect most of the time mm-hmm. that it's just like a matter of like millimeters of some kind of thing happening and then somebody can like get an interception or something that's, but it's it's way cool. too scientific in a way it's like too perfect everybody's too huge and too fast and it's too perfect where in college it's like i mean they're even huger and faster than they used to be but it's still. I like that you're bringing this up because you know, I think it's every, still f- more fun because it's more amateurish. And like every finals, <laughs> like every finals in every sport, I'm always coming up with like a conspiracy theory of who won <laughs> yeah. because there's so much money involved, man. Yeah, it's yeah. so much politics. Like yeah. I look at that's a good point. For example, like I looked at the cities last year more than the players. Like like in basketball, Cleveland played. Golden State, so mm. so like Ohio is playing California pretty much, and like so so like politically yeah. liberal kind of concern, all that shit matters. Like, and I, yeah. I can't get over that, so I can't really truly enjoy the pure sport. Uh you know, but college you can't like college, yes. 
semi sort yeah, of yeah. you still have like plenty of these entities yeah, and yeah they're not, there's yeah. money in there but it's yeah. not but it's it's less it's less blatantly about that anyway you know yeah. what I mean do you think slightly, slightly yeah, slightly and just, you still see and you'll see things like just like oh, just like a week ago I saw like a double reverse and shit like that and like <laughs> they're never gonna do that in, in pro you know they're never gonna do like the fucked up weird thing they did when yeah. they were gonna punt it but then they went for two or whatever yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's just not yeah. gonna happen in a pro football game yeah. you know do you remember but, uh, street ball like and one or street ball oh, yeah. like that that's another step too like away oh, okay. from professional like yeah you're taking something like that's just raw yeah that's like street ball and mm-hmm. like the I professor think, ah, <laughs> yeah a Grayson Butcher I think is his name Butcher Boucher Boucher yeah. I don't know his name yeah I know I just I, know he's the professor <laughs> I follow all the guys man. I follow uh, all of them. we call him professor that, <laughs> that, that blew up in the early 2000s too mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but well, yeah so, so but yeah like, the pure the pure form yeah. of the sport and like yeah how, like yeah I get what you're saying so do you think that maybe that same sensibility is kind of um <clears throat> like how you feel about like like when you're slightly reticent to sort of say fine artist mm-hmm. you know um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you think that there's something similar in kind of like what we just talked about Very. that's kind of like Very. applicable here because because mm-hmm. all of a sudden now like you're you're kind of in your mind saying like I don't want to sign a contract and then now be fully identified as this thing and then be bound to these sort of um, not necessarily just like what's being asked of you, but just um, putting yourself in some position that now like that's like what what's you, expected of you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because then you start changing what is natural, and so you're not going to play. You're not going to have schoolyard ball ideas, right? Like you're mm-hmm. gonna, you're gonna. I don't know. I think that. I, let's take LeBron for example. Like <laughs> I mean, you know, like LeBron. I, who? I'm sorry. <laughs> I think he still thinks that way. I think we're he's still trying to find have fun you know yeah, yeah. and and so he's constantly creating his work environment he wants to change the work and he wants people that have fun and approach the game similarly so like yeah so yeah you can make that decision to go pro or to go to that higher level but how are you going to deal with that situation like i don't think you should shy away from it like mm-hmm. yeah i'm happy that i have a higher education and yeah yeah and i'm able to but you know like yeah you don't want to shy away well, from but most it. people just, are not shot callers in that way right i right. mean most people are you know, happy to be here. Tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna blow this gig. Role players. I mean, we we. I mean, like we all are role players. Yeah. You know, and just know, play your role the best you can, and even if your role's mega superstar. Yeah. <laughs> hey, somebody's got to do it. Some, <laughs> some, someone has to do so it. So what man. you're saying as an artist, if the Lakers called, you're not going. Is that what you're saying? No, I did not. <laughs> I did not say that. How much? I did <laughs> not say that. Excuse me. How much? I did <laughs> not say that. No, but I, I do think that there's something to to that sort of. You know, you're you're always balancing. Um, establishment or feeling like um, like you you want organized pathways for work because mm-hmm. you want to feel like you have some throughput because you have input and you need output mm-hmm. just as a person and that's what being an artist ultimately is is just choosing to have input and output I would say on a most basic level Joe you're looking at me like I'm crazy <laughs> I mean I mean dude it's pretty it's a pretty uh, existential breakdown <laughs> on art there In, first the input then the output <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, Joe, this is my aesthetic <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Joe first of all for you to say that I'm being unnecessarily existential <laughs> is, is such a projection I don't even know if that's this the best a, word for it but. <laughs> <laughs> no but, but you, you you follow like my, my train of thought I guess I'm just um curious as to uh outside of my neuroses if you find that interesting or relatable <laughs> are you asking me yeah anybody hey. anybody here 
What's the, so? What's the question again? I'm lost. Oh Jesus! <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just I, I think that it's uh, choosing your your conduits right for how you're going to get work out, or you know, because you, you you can make stuff all day, but if it's just stacking up in your studio or whatever, mm. that is the, that's kind of one of the worst things that can happen, really, because then mm. you you just, you just start feeling like you're kind of the walls are closing in on on yourself and mm-hmm. you got to have like at least for me like i gotta get stuff out i'll do it to the point where sometimes i'll even i don't want to say compromise the quality of what i'm doing but like it's urgent for me to get stuff out especially mm-hmm. the older i get uh maybe it's just uh, an understanding of mortality that's seeping in but i'm just like mm-hmm. get it get it out this perfection game is done like just mm-hmm. get it just get it out so i guess i'm just curious like you know when like what are the other sort of uh you know you know the fine art world is what that is mm-hmm. and you've got that on lock sort of naturally right without necessarily having to like force your way into some scenario but I guess I'm just curious do you have other goals in that avenue and then also what are the other sort of um, outlets that you have good question um, <laughs> <laughs> it's layered it's a layered question yeah like yeah the fine art thing is what it is um, I'm also into public art um, street art. Mm. You've done murals uh, all around the state. Murals, right? yeah. When mm. I was younger, I did graffiti um, and um, airbrushing, um, teaching. I mean, there's there's just multiple ways to to, to vent that those things out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's there. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite street art piece you've done? That I've done. Yeah. Like, mm. what was the most cathartic, or like the one you were like, man, I that that one that one worked. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't I know. They were all like site specific. Like it, it just depends on like mm. the site and what's happening. Mm. You know. I went by one of your murals this afternoon. I was downtown. I walked by the, the mural that you have where it's you and is it Sam and uh, uh-huh. Herb Williams? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Who, and then there's one more. I think uh, isn't Chris. Chris Zidak. Oh yeah, that's right. Zidak yeah, yeah. He's been and, on our show too. Uh, yeah. yeah, Emily. Yeah. Emily. Yeah. Um, yeah, Emily. So yeah, yeah. That's uh, and where's that's in the alley between third, third, third and fourth. I think so. Printer's Alley. It was sponsored yeah. by Natural Walls Project. And, oh, it was sponsored uh, and, by Natural and, and Walls. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Natural Walls Project Shout all the shout time. Out. Shout yeah. out. We've had, uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're interested in learning more about what he's talking about here in Natural Walls Project, go back and find our episode. We, have, we talked with Brian Greif um, and Chris. Chris Zedek, yeah. And, yeah. and we talked about, we got a couple episodes. Yeah, and shout out to Chris as well. Yeah. One of my favorite people. Zedekahedron. Zydecahedron. Zydecahedron. I don't know. That's how I. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Chris has. uh, Chris's struggle, I think, is that he's so meticulous about what he does Mm -hmm. uh, that it takes time. Oh yeah. And so that's that's. I love that about his work, though. But exactly. I mean, that's the thing that makes it resonate because you're like, oh, this is, this is not just like some kind of passerby expression of something. Like this Mm -hmm. is very very thought out and a steady hand man yeah gosh yeah <laughs> yeah I can't even draw and when I watch him work it just makes my like I just start sweating it's <laughs> <laughs> crazy that's hilarious <laughs> but yeah so um, uh, and then do you what are the like you got a bunch of shows coming up but like what are the next things that are that are happening or oh I don't have a lot of shows coming up oh I thought you said you had uh, there's one I think everything's up right now. I'm just okay. But I'm, you, in, I'm in chill mode, man. Yeah, so, and yeah. Uh, but you have a talk coming up in in uh, next Kentucky week. next okay. week. Yeah, yeah. I'm in chill mode. I'm gonna just teach, know, drink yeah, coffee, and get down. And just what's that coffee you said is so good? Bulletproof. Bulletproof. Yeah. Bulletproof. 
It's more of a, yeah, it's just like coffee with melted butter in it, right? Mm-hmm. And you use a little um, bit of honey. That honey sounds good. Yeah, something else. Yeah, some, something else in it too. But. but that's supposed to be like a thing where you get up in the morning and you drink that and it makes your body start digesting fat right away. Right, and therefore, right. it helps you be lean right. because instead of storing carbs, you're eating fat mm-hmm. right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. all the stuff that no, <laughs> nobody was thinking about in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, how many people were eating kale in 1979? Yeah. I wanted mm. to really quick, I wanted to get <laughs> yeah. back to your track thing because the reason, I mean, we wanted to have you on the show obviously just because of all the art stuff but then mm-hmm. uh, I found out about we found out about Senna Agbeka mm-hmm. am I saying that right? Agbeko Agbeko when he was on our show um, that was because I met him through, through you me, yeah, because yeah. you and him worked together on his training he's a uh, what's he is he a middleweight? what is his weight? Uh, I think so I think uh, like so. he's a middleweight boxer he was on in season two yeah. is that right? Mm-hmm. and um, uh, and we talked about you because you were the connection for yeah, that yeah. but what do you do with him? you train him in terms of his like sprinting and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So I met him ooh, three years ago through mm-hmm. a friend named Richard. Uh-huh. And um, I met Richard. So I've been training with Richard for about about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and Richard ran for Wake Forest. And uh, so uh-huh. we still train Wake with our Forest. coach. Wake Forest. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, um, so we have a coach. We have a track coach. Uh-huh. Uh, coach Vic, shout out. He, uh, <laughs> he, so we work out with him on Sundays uh-huh. uh, in different locations. And then one Sunday. And you just do this to be fit and to just stay in touch with your running. Man, I, ha- I so I have another dream of running in a master's meet oh, if, I could, okay. if I could reach some goals you uh-huh. know but I'm in no rush and you and you ran in, in college too is ran that in right? college and for we're, Virginia we're, Commonwealth for Virginia Commonwealth yep. okay cool I went there for one one semester uh-huh. and then I had to drop out <laughs> but I, I got tired of running in circles man like the literally the, 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 literally, <laughs> literally like the balance of like what, what am I doing uh-huh. it wasn't as fun like it was in high school but uh, mm-hmm. I ran the hurdles I ran mm-hmm. the 400 hurdles 110 high hurdles mm-hmm. and I was a uh, sprinter for like the 300 I mean the yeah, 200 and the uh the four by two and the four by one. Okay, cool. So and so you're so, so you're, you're so you're sort of semi serious about your training with the idea that you might want to compete in the future. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, well, that's I cool. Want to stay in some shape. Yeah. So I met Senna and um, uh-huh. yeah, he came in as a boxer from Ghana and um, he's he was serious and he wanted to get faster. Uh-huh. So I figured I would just keep training with him to help him get quicker feet uh-huh. and you know better speed. Yeah. And. Um, but more so, like we like feed each other a lot. Like he's a writer as well. So as yeah. far as like, yeah, like he talked with us about his uh, his novel. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's just a good friend to have, man. If yeah. I ever, you know, like have to beat up somebody, I just just you know, put Santa on him. Man, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can handle it for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we should probably get out of here, guys. Um, hey, Joe. Wait, it's over. That's that's quick, man. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's painless. We've been here for three hours. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm sorry but, uh, you had to miss your uh, your uh, wedding rehearsal. Yeah. Well, if there's anything else you want to get out, you know, now's the time. No, just thank like, y'all for inviting me, man. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, what about I your something. What about your social media? Let everybody know where to find yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, so Instagram is bdonahue1111. Yeah, eleven, eleven. Yeah. yeah, so four ones, eleven, eleven. <laughs> yeah, the guy that has just the three ones. Don't yeah. don't follow that guy. Fuck that yeah. guy. <laughs> that guy's joke. Um, cool. And then um, uh, and then where can people see like get a real quick primer on like I got murals over here, I got work up here. What, yeah. what would be like the quick recitation of that? Uh, Printers Alley, man. The yeah. um, the mural with uh, Natural Walls Project. I've got one on um, off the wall, Charlotte. I did that was sponsored by Sprite um, 
Is that, on that, is that on that big long wall that's it up is, right now? It is. Oh, red, it is. Man. Yeah, there's some post-it notes, some yellow, green, yeah. and blue post-it notes. Yeah, you just go driving down Charlotte Avenue, you can't miss it. Can't You'll miss see it. it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. working on some more projects coming up. Uh, Madison Community Center, I've got an interactive video game called The Art of Fitness. Uh-huh. Um, oh. I'm working on a basketball. Is that permanent there? It's permanent. Oh, that's cool, it's man. It's permanent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I've got some silhouettes I did with the kids, and also coming up next spring is a... Um, full court basketball court that I'm designing for Madison Community Center. So oh. coming, coming, you know, I'm in the works. I'm in the works. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that sounds really cool. <laughs> I got a friend whose uh, dad does all the flooring for all the courts in Memphis. Okay. Um, I don't know why I just said that, but <laughs> is it a comp? Like, what company is it? I, I forget made... the name of it, but I can find out. Cause I just okay. thought, like, man, like maybe there's some resource there. Yeah. Um, yeah. to you know, be like, hey, can I have? I need all the, the busted basketballs from this this guy these guys <laughs> around here and then I need your you know busted up parquet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just to do it I'll take it yeah uh, but man so I hope that you come back sometime uh, yeah you don't have to you don't have to answer now but just at some point it'd be cool <laughs> yeah. to have you back uh, thanks so much it's thank been, you it's too. been really great uh, and Joe do you have anything uh, that you need to announce and actually I know that you do I'm gonna see if you can remember I'm doing a what 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 do I have to announce? Uh, <laughs> so you 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 posted something about your Saturday. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. On Saturday, two days from now, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. That's a good thing to announce. I'll be if you come down to the uh, if you come down to the Southern Festival of Books downtown in Legislative Plaza and at uh, the downtown library this weekend. Uh, I'll be there with Nashville, uh, with The Porch Nashville, um, doing uh, Poetry on Demand. And uh, we'll also have Versify will be there. That's the podcast from WPLN. And so they they record these interactions between the poets and the people who tell them stories. Mm -hmm. And then we create poems out of those stories. And that all gets recorded and could end up on a uh, a future episode of the podcast. Podcast. So very cool. So come on down, and you can be on the podcast too. And I'll give you a poem. Free poems. Free poems. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, and then I guess the last thing I'll just re- I want to always remind myself to do this. But basically, um, you can now give one dollar a month to this podcast if you just go to anchor.fm forward slash artfight podcast forward slash support. Or no, yeah, is that it? Yeah. So anchor.fm forward slash no, sorry, yeah. Anchor.fm forward slash Art Fight Podcast. You'll see a button that says support yeah. this podcast. You can give 99 cents a month. We are trying to reach our goal of 1 million subscribers at the $1 a month level, giving us $1 million a month to produce this podcast. Mm-hmm. We just want to get one more microphone, really. So yeah. if we can get to the But million, it's going to be a super nice mic. <laughs> it's going to be the best mic. So, um, <laughs> you know, please help us uh, be be one of the 1 million strong and uh, and give us a dollar of, yeah. of, of your monthly income. And then, uh, and then once you see us r- rolling around and Lambos and all that on social media you can just cut us off and it's fine we've already got ours so it's good yeah <laughs> you've already gone pro you've made it to first pro. that's right that's right going to LA just like LeBron yeah that's right forget the cold uh, anyway alright everybody appreciate it thanks for listening and we're out peace
Okay guys, I love the Art Fight podcast, and I listen to every episode even though I am a robot trying to sound like an actual person. I know it takes a lot to keep the podcast going. How can I help? Go to anchor.fm forward slash Art Fight Podcast. Click on the button, the big old button that says support this podcast. And once you get there, you'll have three options. You can just choose the lowest level. You're going to pledge 99 cents a month to, to our production and, and help us out. Again, anchor.fm forward slash Art Fight Podcast. Click on support this podcast. All right. Thanks, everyone.